We are anxiously awaiting your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text, as usual, uh, at 651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. Any kind of a home improvement question you may have, by all means, let's hear from you. If you want to chat with Andy, great. If you'd rather just send him a text with that uh, form, that'd be great as well. Good morning to you, Andy Lindus. Good morning, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking, and I hope you are too. Now, I I know that uh, the temperature, it's a little chilly this morning, uh, but we are going to be warming up, uh, and, and that's going to be uh, some melting going on. I'm, I'm going to check out the forecast, not only for our listeners, but for you as well. High near 34 today, near 38 tomorrow, near 38 on Monday, and uh, Tuesday we're going to be up to about 34. So definitely going to be doing some melting going on. I know we're going to get, in fact, I think we've already started, to get some uh, questions about uh, something you've addressed on Channel 4, too, I think, of cleaning your roof or not to clean it, uh, ice dams, icicles. Um, a texter wants to let, maybe we should just start off with this question because I think it's a good one, especially when we're talking icicles. Can icicles show up on a home? I'm paraphrasing now because it's kind of a lengthy paragraph here. Uh, even when the house has excellent insulation and ventilation, can icicles still occur is what they're asking. Uh, yes, but not ones that should worry you. Um, ice dams shouldn't occur if it's insulated well. Uh, there's some natural freeze-thaw cycles that happen. If it's a sunny part of the, the, the roof that, that is melting off and, and maybe it freezes as the sun goes down, that that can be normal. But if it's if it, these are looking like really big icicles or you have an ice dam beyond it, that that's not normal and usually can be addressed with proper insulation and ventilation. And sometimes it's not the it's not that big of a fix. It could be one particular thing that that's going bad for you. Uh, for instance, I was at a house that had a bath fan come disconnected in the attic, so all of that warm air was pumping into the attic. That was causing the issue. The attic is insulated well; it has a proper amount of ventilation. But when you're putting all of that hot air into that area, you're going to melt the roof off, and that's what was happening. Yeah, in that specific instance. Uh, let's grab a, call, a phone call. I do believe Monica is uh, calling in from uh, Bloomington this morning. Thanks for waiting, Monica. What is your question for Andy? Oh, good morning. Um, we have ridge venting that was put on our house about five, uh, six years ago, and it, they replaced the turbine uh, venting. And we can't see it under all this snow and ice that at the top of the roof. And I know on the north side of the house, we're developing more of ice dams than usual. And I'm wondering what impact, if you if it's buried, if a roof ridge venting is buried under snow for this length of time, what impact, if any, would it have on the venting um, of the attic? Uh, it depends on what they use for ridge venting. Um, we use a ridge vent specifically made for snow country. In fact, it's called snow country. And... Um, it, we never have issues with it venting through the snow. Not all ridge vent is created equal, but it's pretty rare that I find ridge vent clogged or because of snow and ice at the top of the roof being the problem. Um, now, if you're comparing, like, we have more ice this year versus last year, that seems to be what's in most people's heads. Um, that's, that's everyone, though, no matter the roof. 
we all have more snow and ice this year versus last year. And, and so just be careful on trying to remember what the house was before and after, because I'm telling you, the louver vents, the turbine vents that, that spin, yes, they can, you know, at a certain mile an hour of wind, will suck more air out of your attic. But it's pretty rare that a ridge venting system isn't better than what was there for turbines or the, 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 the louver type vents. And I don't know what your intake was. A lot of times when you have those turbine vents, you have gable vents that your, your intake is in conjunction with those. I see that on a lot of homes. And so I, I'd have to look at what your intake was. Not all roofers take into consideration when they put the ridge vent on, but they also need to take a look at the intake. The intake is as important as, as your roof vents. And if you don't have those two things properly aligned, meaning you have a 60-40 push to pull, then your, your roof's not going to vent out the proper way. So there's, there's specific formulas that we use at Linus Construction to make sure that the soffit venting or the intake venting is going to meet the needs with the roof venting that we have on there. All right, very good. Monica, I hope that helped. Uh, let's see. Diane is next up. You're calling in from Maplewood, I believe. Uh, Diane, yeah. thank you. What is your question? I've lived in this house for 30 years, and all of a sudden, two weeks ago, I developed a huge crack in the top portion of my sheetrock. And I also noticed, and it goes to a corner, I also noticed that the sheetrock in that corner is pulling away from each other. And um, I've had insulation blown into my attic. I, our building, I live in a townhome, and our soffits have all been replaced so they're working properly. So do I have a cracked truss, or what's happening? So this is all at your ceiling level? It is at about three-quarters of my sheetrock wall. Wall? It is at about three-quarters of my sheetrock wall. Wall. So I doubt it is a truss issue. More than likely, uh, when, when you see cracks on your walls, cracks in your foundation, cracks in those areas, it's typically the house is moving one way or the other. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to get the people from safe basements to come out and take a look at your house and just make sure that everything is stable because before you fix those cracks, you're going to want to inspect all of that. I doubt it's coming from the attic if, it's, if the cracks are in the walls. Now, having said that, moisture issues, things of that nature can cause things, cause the cracks in drywall as well. But my experience tells me that your house is settling one way or the other. And it's not uncommon that this shows up after X amount of years either, that, that it's new. But usually it can be addressed, and there's nobody better in the area than safebasements.com to come out and take a look at your foundation, make sure the entire house is stable before you go and fix the cracks in the drywall. Yeah, good point. Uh, getting uh, more information, I know we're getting more calls too, uh, about um, removal, snow removal from uh, from roofs. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go back to We're getting a lot of them all at once here. Um, somebody who's on a limited budget, and they, they want to get the snow removed from their roof. Now, I know Lindis does that, and they they do it. How carefully? What is the process? Because you've commented in the past, Andy, about not damaging you know folks' roof raking. Uh, what does Lindis do to to clear snow off roofs if it's necessary? 
You know, it's uh, we're finding that it's not necessary, and 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 to be honest with you, Danny, our 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 crews that we have that do snow removal are so limited. Um, we're not really taking on any new customers at all uh-huh. at this moment. Um, but we 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 would use a steamer, and we're finding that a lot of these hoses that we're looking at isn't necessary if 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 they had the proper insulation and ventilation because it's the ice dams that are causing the issue. Now with the roof rakes, Acme Tools has the snow avalanches uh, available now, and it's a really nice way to remove the snow from your roof. And the way it's designed, it's designed to go up the roof without really going into the granules, and the snow gets away from the house. You're not dropping it into the gutters. There's a little tarp that goes up on it. So Acme Tools, I believe, has two locations in the Twin Cities. If you go there or you just look up uh, snow ranks or snow avalanche, I think the thing is called, um, I'm sure you can purchase it online as well, but that looks like a as good a tool to use to remove snow from the roof as as anything I've seen. Interesting that you mentioned that, Andy, because we got a text. Uh, the texter says it's a Minnesota product called the Avalanche. Uses a frame with rollers and a plastic strip that unfurls to let the snow slide off the roof without contact with the shingles. So I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad our our listener uh, sent that too. It's called the Avalanche. And I guess folks can Google it and, and check it out on their own if uh, if they uh, they want. Uh, well, we've got more text, more callers uh, to take care of here. So let's uh, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I'm going to give the number again. It's a phone number. It's also the text number for your home improvement question for Andy Lindis. Here it is: six five one four six one. 9226. We'll be back with more home improvement on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our home improvement show. We are here every Saturday, thanks to Linda's Construction, in the uh, 9 o'clock hour, answering your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text. Here's the number for either, 651-461-9226. Andy, we have callers and we have texters, so let's uh, put you back to work here. Ben is uh, next up here, I think, calling in from Richfield. Uh, ben, thank you for waiting. What is your question for Andy? Uh, the name is Glenn. But anyway, sorry, uh, we use uh, salt on our driveway when it's icy, and uh, I was just wondering if we could use it on our wooden deck because part of our wooden deck is the entrance to our backyard, and we use it all the time. But uh, would that salt damage the cedar wood on the deck? You know, it, it, the salt can is isn't going to not damage almost any surface that it goes on over time, especially if you use too much. I mean, the the, the stuff that we they design to go and, and melt the ice, it's supposed to be non-corrosive and and yada yada, but it it all takes a toll over time. With the wood deck, it might lead to having to refinish that area a little bit more. I've noticed the last time I had a cedar deck when we were when we were putting the the salt out on it. That area seemed, but it's a higher traffic area too, so it was hard to say. I know on my composite decking, again, that's the entrance to my home, and so we end up throwing salt out there, and it's never been never been a problem. But uh, Danny, have you ever put salt on your deck? Any any of the wood products and had any problems with it? No, never, never. In fact, uh, thanks to this show, I remember getting. Uh, you might remember too, uh, some uh, person. A gentleman, I believe, who was in the concrete business for 35 years, 
said, don't use any kind of sodium on concrete, none. And I realize that's an issue for slipperiness and, you know, liability and all that. So some people instead use, you know, sand, some kind of grit instead of that. But, but uh, and I think that's true. I've never used it on wood and wouldn't do it. All right. So there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my soapbox. <laughs> but, but I used to hear, and, and maybe it's still true, that a chloride product called mag chloride, magnesium chloride, is safer yeah. that is for your plants and things and adjacent lawns and stuff like that. So I think if you're determined to do that, I, I would probably go to that product. But I'd, I'd be hesitant to put it on, uh, on any wooden surface for sure. Okay. Yeah. The nice part is if it does deteriorate a little bit, you can only sand and refinish. But there, there goes two weekends. Yeah, or more. Yeah, in my case. Uh-huh. More. Or more. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate uh, the call. Um can Andy, this texter says, can Andy uh, comment on the use of diamond coat for a house residing project? Uh, would you recommend it or not is one question. And then uh, they want to know what questions to ask before signing with an installer. Uh, you can take either one of those first, Andy, if you would. Um, I've, I've always liked the diamond coat. We had some problems with diamond coat on shipping and some of their finishes when it came from the factory weren't 100%. So we don't use diamond coat as often as we used to. We use the LP expert finish. Warranties are similar. The diamond coat finish is going to be a little bit more scratch resistant than the LP finish. But again, for me, I look at longevity and partnership, and I just I trust the warranty that the LP Expert Finish has and their ability to live up to it. Having said that, I know where Diamond Coat is manufactured, and the, the people that paint that product and the, the people behind it are stand-up people. And so if you ever have any issues with Diamond Coat, I have no doubt that, that their warranty will also be, be stood up. But I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those two finishes, Diamond Coat or the LP Expert Finish. Now, What's, when it comes to installers, yeah. it's important that they know what they're doing with the LP product and that the, that's what they install on a regular basis. They're not just ciders. The vast majority of the ciders in the Twin Cities are really good at vinyl and not good at all the other one. So you're going to want to make sure that your installers are familiar with it and that you go and you actually inspect jobs that they've installed or you know, talk to somebody that they've worked for something along those lines. Do your due diligence because that part, more important than choosing what paint is put on the product. Yeah, for sure. Oh, what? Uh, listen, what's, what uh, they just popped in here, what's so good about that product, Diamond Coat, or the two products you were saying? What, what's, what makes them so good that you like them? Well, it's, it's, what we're talking about is the paint that's put on LP Smart Side. So what makes those two paints good is their durability and the length of warranties. They both have warranties that are over 25 years. So if you can, if you can find a siding that you don't have to worry about for, for a couple of decades, to me, that's a win-win. Worst case scenario, you have to paint it. Now, the LP product itself, I've tested countless types of siding. And if it's not steel or LP, I wouldn't use it on my home in Minnesota or Wisconsin. I just think it's one of the most stable products you can put on. I don't have callbacks. I've never had a failure. I don't have warranty claims with them. And, and we've been talking about LP, Denny, for over a decade. 
And literally, I just don't have issues with it. I just know when we choose products in the Twin Cities, I want to choose the most durable products I can find for the home, an LP smart side, which comes in a wide variety of panels, sizes, styles, and colors. It seems to be the best siding we can choose. Yeah, I remember years ago when you brought the samples into the studio, I was really impressed. In fact, I know for a fact that whenever we need a new siding, which could come up any year now, that I'm going to call in and have that LP. Because like you said, there's so – and can people look online to see the how you can mix and match, uh, the, you know, actual descriptions of this stuff? Yeah, if you go on uh, LP's website or my website, linusconstruction.com, in our siding section, you can see a lot of information about, about the siding. Another thing to factor in, Denny, is, you know, this is it's manufactured in Two Harbors, Minnesota, or Tomahawk, Wisconsin. So not a lot yeah. of siding is made in our area of the world, and this gives us opportunity to choose something local. And, you know, so it's from, from forests that are nearby here. You're supporting an entire industry that way, that's that's local, and that's a lot of fun for me. We try to do that as much as we can. Yeah, and it's good for your construction workers to work with too, isn't it? They love it. It's, yeah. They, they absolutely love it. It's stable. It goes on easy. And more importantly, when the job's done, the homeowner adores it. It looks fantastic, and they're not ever going back and fixing manufacturer errors. Nobody likes to go back to a job and and, and – and do warranty work. It's just not fun. The customers appreciate it when we have to go there and do it, that we're actually fixing it. Turns out that not most people do that, but they would rather us not have to call us at all. So when we choose products, Denny, it's because I don't have to go back and fix them. And when I do, I start looking for a new product. It's because I don't have to go back and fix them. And when I do, I start looking for a new product. In fact, uh, down the road here, before the show's over, I'm going to read a comment from a listener about uh, some windows that Linda's put in. It's an angle we don't talk about that often, but it's a good one. All right, hang on, Andy. We're going to take a look at the forecast, and we have about another half hour of the show to go. So if you have any kind of a home improvement question, we'd love to hear from you, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. That weather's straight ahead here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our home improvement show. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, by all means, let's hear from you. You can call in and chat if you like, talk with Andy, or uh, you can just send a text if that's easier. Either way, here's the number, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Andy, here's a I think a good question, maybe stepping back a little bit, getting perspective on the roofing and ice dams. A listener wants to know, how can I tell if I have an ice dam and what do they look like anyway? Let's, maybe we could describe them and how, how they're, what causes them. Well, ice dams are usually caused by heat loss. So what's happening is heat's getting up through your attic, it's melting the snow, it's getting to a part of the, the roof where there is no heat loss and freezing. So what happens is it creates a dam. That water that's melting, it all of a sudden starts to get built up onto the roof. And where the real real problem is, is when that water becomes standing water. On the milder temperatures that we have right now, or a little bit in the forecast here, when I say milder, we're seeing in the 30s and and low 20s, that can sometimes be enough where the standing water just stays water on your roof. And that's when the leaking starts to occur. 
It's sometimes hard to see from the ground. Icicles are a good clue. If you see a lot of snow melting off your roof, but it's it's not coming off the sides, then that's that's another clue. If you can get up and look in your attic, it's usually pretty easy to see if there's any leaks that are happening. If you have a leak, chances are it's either condensation or you have an ice dam, and that's something you're going to want to have a professional to to take a look at. But icicles and and, and lots of snow melt where there is none at the edges are, are two big clues that an ice dam could be a problem. Okay. Uh, and I, again, a texter sent uh, this in earlier this morning. I wanted to address it because I think it's something, at least I don't mention it that often, and I certainly have had Linda's come in here and do some great work. Windows. Linda's put in some new windows for this listener, and he is so surprised. at. He said it's like living in a uh, soundproof booth. <laughs> like a studio or whatever he was saying. Now, why why is it and why, do, why don't other windows accomplish the same effect? Well, I, I can tell you this, uh, Denny. The amount of times that we pop off the trim on old windows and we can see on the extension jams through the outside, we're getting daylight coming through, just not insulated at all between the jam and the, uh, and, and the, and the framing. And we spray foam that area. And when we put the windows in, we're going to spray foam that area. And the windows themselves, the frame has insulation. The glass pack that we use is one of the, in fact, I think it's the best glass pack all around for the Minnesota, Wisconsin area because of the solar heat gain we get in the wintertime as well. So not only does it keep the sound out and keeps the cold out, as the sun gets lower on the horizon like it does in the wintertime, it changes the angle of the sun. And the way this window is designed, when that sun is low on the horizon, it allows solar heat gain to happen. What that means is, so I have a room at my house that is spray foamed on, on all four sides, and I ordered the largest windows Marvin would make, like the biggest ones. Because I can tell you this, Denny, when windows fail, it's always the big ones that fail. The bigger it is, the easier it is to fail. So I wanted it. I literally ordered these to see if I could break them, and I haven't yet. For four years they've been in the wall, and... I walk into that room on a below zero day at one o'clock in the afternoon. My thermostat set at 72 or 74 degrees, and it's always warmer than what my thermostat is set at. And it's below mm-hmm. zero outside. That, that wow. so it's not only they they soundproof, they also have a chance to actually lower your heating costs by actually helping warm your house in the wintertime and keep all that cold air out. Yeah, and I, I was looking at uh, the latest um, um, heating bill from the utility, and I I thank, again, Linda, Lindis and us getting together and uh, uh, putting that insulation in over the years because that still to this uh, every month in the winter and the summer as well as far as cooling, it saves, it saves, it saves every year. It, to, to me, and I don't know if that I've never really figured it out, but if someone calls Lindis, they have insulation put in and ventilation, make sure everything is all squared away. Uh, that savings seems to be, the turnaround seems to be a lot quicker than I thought be- ever thought before, that return on that investment. Yeah. It is. It's just, as far as the ROI, insulation is about as good as it gets. Now, it doesn't increase the value of your home like, say, a kitchen remodel would right. or, yeah. or new windows would or, or something like that. But even then... You remodel your kitchen, you might 
increase the value of your home 30 to 40 percent of the cost of the kitchen depending on what you're doing and a lot of times when we do these installation projects people are all of a sudden this this project pays for itself in three to five years yeah because oh, yeah. of what you're saving on your energy and then that alone especially if the energy costs keep going up like they have been it because uh, the insulation costs and hasn't gone up nearly as much as what the the heating oil has yeah and and besides that there's a comfort level too you know yeah that helps that's more important um, Let's grab a phone call, Andy. A phone call from Jim, who's calling in from Chanhassen, I think, uh, this morning. Thanks for hanging on, Jim. What's your question for Andy? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, We're replacing the gas stove top in our kitchen. And I'm wondering, uh, what what do you think about the induction heating option versus gas with all the bad PR gas stove tops that we're getting lately? Uh, and, you know, that's a really good question. And until a week ago, I would say, I, Denny, I, I consider myself an, an amateur kitchen dude, chef guy. I love oh, yeah. cooking as much as anything. And I love my gas top range to be able to cook with cast iron and, and control the temperature is, is nothing short of amazing. And I was at a house recently that had an induction glass top. And I'm like, oh, this thing is terrible. I don't want to cook on it at all, I'm sure of it. But the way I was able to control the temperature with the, that induction heating mode like really quickly while cooking, I, 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 I'm a little bit torn. Now, the combustible gas argument, I don't know, it seems like a bunch of BS to me. But... Um, we've done it enough, and I, I don't know how much combustible gas in a kitchen is wrecking anything. All I know is, for me, cooking with gas has always been way better than any type of electrical option as far as a cook and You're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody that's good in a kitchen to say that different. Now, this is my first experience with induction, and I kind of liked it. Uh, you know, I, I'd do that again. I'd consider that. I'd need more experience with it. But your 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 ability to lower the temperature of the pan and increase it really quickly surprised the heck out of me. Hmm, that's interesting. I, it's funny we should be even talking about this because in the past couple of days I've been reading about that and getting opinions from uh, people, um, not personally, uh, but reading them. And the only thing is, in some cases, and I don't know anything. I've never used induction. I, I'm like you. I love gas. Uh, is that that not all cookware you can use with induction. You may have to get all new cookware. Correct. It it does need specific pans for for it to work the way it's supposed to work. And and we were able to use those. And I was a little bit worried about that, too, because, you know, I'm – I pride myself on my cast iron game, Denny. I I got some some really nice cast iron gear, and I'm good at cooking with it. And so I was a little worried that I was going to – mess up the meal and and i'm i'm pleasantly surprised that i i like again i would consider it when when purchasing something and i i but i'm way more experienced with gas and i i just think it's a better way to cook than than electric 
Well, this induction might be the way. Might be the way, yeah. Danny. I don't know. Maybe. Well, listen, you're not too shabby on the outdoor grill either, my friend. <laughs> you're, no, you're, no. I've no, seen you in action. I'm here. I tend to, <laughs> tend to gravitate towards the cast iron on the inside. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I'm getting a signal. We need to take a quick break. We certainly welcome our listeners to join in. We still have time for any home improvement question you may have. We'll grab some text messages for Andy when we come back. Here's our phone number. It's also the text. Still have time for any home improvement question you may have. I'll grab some text messages for Andy when we come back. Here's our phone number. It's also the text number, 651-461-9226. Denny Long here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Now 18 degrees in the Twin Cities. We hope to see 34 later today here on News Talk A30. This is WCCO. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show brought to us by Linda's Construction. You want to get in touch uh, with those good folks? Easiest number to remember is 844-9-LINDUS, 844-9-L-I-N-D-U-S. Or if you want to check them out online, that's lindasconstruction.com. We'll get you that number before uh, Andy leaves us uh, this morning. Uh, Andy, we have uh, texters that I want to get to and I want to leave out here. Here's uh, one that uh, looks like they've hired Lindis. says, good morning. Lindis is going to be putting on a new roof on our house in the spring due to hail damage last year. Should we have Lindis inspect the attic insulation and ventilation for that? We do have some icicles on the northwest facing side of our house. Boy, I'd say resounding yes. Wouldn't you, Andy? Yep. And and chances are um, our estimator's already peeked in there and maybe he couldn't see it. And there should be a note for the production people to look at it. So no matter what, when we install a roof, we're going to address the ventilation for sure. And we're going, we should have a note on what your insulation is and what a current R value is too. So um, if you can, we can, you can follow up with your estimator, call our office, Either way to double check, but uh, chances are we are looking at it or we should have talked to you about it already. Okay, good. Good point. Uh, here's interesting. Uh, Mike sent this text in. On these warm days, can I heat my attic to melt the, melt the snow on the roof? <laughs> what would you say to no. that, Andy? No, I wouldn't. No. What could happen? No. Let your attic... Let your attic be your attic because you're going to melt the snow and water off to the areas that the heat isn't coming up, and now you're going to cause an ice dam. More than likely, I've never, you know, never tried it. I guess Denny, never even thought of trying it. But chances are, you can't get enough heat up that area that's going to melt off the entire roof. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to. But more often than not, our roofs are okay. Yeah, I, you... I'd be willing to bet that that fifty percent of the snow raking probably doesn't need to happen. And, and I know you get are, this. Most of the people that are, yeah. Yeah, you get this all the time. I'm not sure if you addressed it on uh, Channel 4, because I know some folks have mentioned that uh, they saw you on uh, on Channel 4 recently. Uh, but we, you answered this, I think, last week as far as weight. You know, people, many people were concerned about the depth of the snow on the roof, our roofs. And uh, But in this part of the country, you know, the that weight issue really isn't an, is not an issue, right? No, no, we it's it's code that we have to build our roofs with uh, x amount of snow load possible, and it's pretty rare that we ever exceed exceed that amount. So now, depending on the roofing that you have, too, you you know some shingles are heavier than others. That can be a consideration, but we consider that 
when we install roofs, we will we'll inspect the entire the entire system and make sure because our our shingles are heavier than most. And having said that, never had a problem with a roof that we've installed in the last decade with a truss cracking and anything breaking outside of some handmade trusses, not by code that a do-yourselfer did when he put an addition on. That's the only one I can think of, and we ended up reframing that anyway. Okay, very good. A couple of questions from a listener. Is now the best time to get a heat map analysis since you can see the ice dam issues better? And the second part is what is involved in a heat map analysis? We're going to do an entire inspection of your home's uh, energy. We're going to do infrared imaging. We have cameras that we can put in the wall. We have uh, air tests, air leakage tests that we're going to do around the house. We're going to look at your basement. We want to look in your attic. You're going to get your what's going on with your windows, what's going on with your doors, the exact R value that you have in your attic, any of the other problems that you may have. And, yes, right now, it's as good as time as any. Anytime the temperature is markedly different from the outside of the home than it is to, to, the, uh, to the inside of the home, the heat map analysis performs flawlessly, and we're able to figure out exactly what's going on with the house. The hardest time to figure that out is when it's 60 degrees out. It's really homes don't have pressure problems. There's no air movement in the houses. So you, you're using visual things to find the inspections, and that's not always the easiest way. So when, when the air is moving and leaking in spots that it shouldn't, condensation is happening in places that it shouldn't, and ice dams are occurring, yeah, it makes our job way easier. Speaking of ice dams, I know we've addressed this in over the years as far as the LeafGuard gutter system is concerned, but this listener wants to know, does the LeafGuard gutter system freeze up in the winter creating icicles and ice dams? Does the LeafGuard system itself cause ice dams? No, no. no. Um, no. In fact, it's safe to discourage anything but liquid water from entering the trough. And what you're going to see happen is if that water is freezing at the eave or your roof, leaf guard, you're going to get some icicles coming down where an open gutter is going to grab that ice and build it up onto your roof. A lot of times those ice dams start because your open gutter is grabbing all that snow and ice and freezing in it. And then it starts to build back up onto your roof. And I've seen ice dams cause hundreds, even thousands of dollars worth of damage, Daddy. So given a choice, if you're going to have ice, I'd rather have icicles coming down than going up onto the roof. Having said that, leaf guard is still the only gutter system that I'm aware of that has a lifetime ice damage guarantee that if ever pulls loose, disforms in any way, leaks because of ice, we will come out and fix and or repair it for free. And I, uh, I, I can tell you, Denny, um, that doesn't happen almost never. It just, it's a durable, durable product. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've had it for what, 25 years, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. This, li- oh yeah, I mean it's. I'm raising my hand here. Um, this listener has ice dams. It says, if I rake the first couple of feet, do I run the risk of moving the ice dam further up the roof and potentially past the rubber barrier? It comes from Dave. No. No. If uh, the heat loss is occurring, it's going to occur usually where the, the where the rubber barrier isn't. And this is why 90% of the roofers use the bare minimum of ice and water shield on the roof, you know, they go, you know, maybe to code three feet past the interior wall, where we're always going to be in that four to five foot range. And in valley areas where you, where you really have problems with ice dams, we're nine feet wide there, Denny. 
Oh yeah, it's, with, it's, our, it's always... with our with our ice and water shield. So yeah. if you know, we we try our best to make your roof as close to being a boat as possible. Having said that, it's only there's hundreds of nails that go into shingles. So yeah. you're putting all those puncture holes in there. Even that the self self healing oh. holes that uh, that go into ice and water shield can have problems. So well, Andy, I'm getting a signal. We're sorry, we are sorry. we are out of time. Oh, my goodness, that went by fast. What? Yes, 844-9-LINDIS. Call him if you need it. Andy, let's do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds great, Danny. Thank you much. Thanks so much. Andy Lindis from Lindis Instruction. Call him, 844-9-LINDIS. Denny Long, thanking you.